The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, power horse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to help fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. Plus, when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. So I hear this music now and I just want to do the Super Mario Odyssey thing for the menu. <laughs> yep. I think it's like, oh, yeah. is up there in the power rankings of like things that Mario says. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and uh, now that you play the game so much, like a lot of those rejoins that we play, and like it's kind of you're connecting the dots of like the songs that you hear on the show. And obviously they appear in that game now. Yeah, it's it's like I'm, I play a lot. last night was a big succession night for me. I watched like three episodes. Okay. It might be a Mario Odyssey night for me a little bit. Three hours I, of succession is a lot of succession too, right? So Isn't I finished it? the second. I finished the second episode, and I'm like, okay, like what do I want to do now? And it was right. unanimous. Like it's unanimous. It was just me. I was like, I was the one person, and I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. I want to watch another episode of Succession. As, 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 as I <laughs> look at yourself get in the mirror as quickly as possible. Like, <laughs> is this, is this what I want to do? Trying to get divorced. Yeah, yes, the answer was this yes. Is what I it was to do. unanimous. Yeah. It was it was unanimous. Um Anthony DeBundo is gonna join us in just a second, talking women's world cup power hour. Coming up twenty minutes from now, we'll give you all our bets for tonight in major league baseball. But the aforementioned Anthony DeBundo joins us now, making his you better you bet debut. I think he's one of the best voices out there doing uh, sports betting content, specifically soccer content. Does an awesome job for our friends over at the Action Network. His uh, Twitter account is his name, at Anthony DeBundo. And he joins us now here on You Better You Bet. Anthony, welcome to the show. It's Nick and Ken talking some Women's World Cup. My friend, how you doing? Well, I'm excited. You know, Nikki football in the flesh. Uh, very exciting to yeah. uh, talk Women's World Cup with you guys. It's going to be a, an awesome tournament. Probably more parity than we've ever had. Heading into a Women's World Cup, expanded field means more games, might mean more blowouts at the start, but it's certainly going to make for a fascinating knockout stage and 
And, and the group stage has some interesting matchups lined up as well. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny you say blowouts at the start. For anybody who's watching our feed right now on like a number of places, we, you know, obviously have the betting market for whatever we're talking about on the side of the screen. I mean, this is one of the most outrageous betting markets I've ever had on the side of the screen while I'm asking you questions for the USA's opening match against Vietnam. Plenty of jokes to be made there. Let's not make any. Just talk about the price. Minus 22,222. Just, somebody's basically trying to be funny about MGM, I think, and have all five digits in a row be exactly the same. So just like they're a pretty big favorite in their first match. Let's talk about the United States a little bit. Anthony, I think, you know, for most casual fans who are going to tune into this tournament, it's, hey, this is the team that's had a lot of success. They've won the last two of these tournaments. Are they just going to do it again? And and they're, the, you know, the favorite to win the tournament, obviously, as well. You said something before we came on the air that I thought was interesting, just why this one might be a little different. So just kind of evaluate the United States for us. Again, you know, favorite to win the tournament, their kind of projected finish, if you use the betting markets, is basically like, if they make the final, that's like the coin flip outcome. Like, are they going to make the final, yeah. yes or no? And to win the tournament would obviously pay a little bit better than that, like about plus 250, depending on where you go. So the United States kind of versus past two tournaments, how do they compare? Yeah, I think that, you know, 2015, 2019 U.S. women's national teams, they had a lot of this best generation they've ever had at their peak age. And you're starting to see a lot of those players age out. So probably the most common two names that most player, most fans will know is Megan Rapinoe, who's retiring at the end of the NWSL season. So this is her last go at the World Cup. And she's probably not going to start much for the United States. She's going to be more of a super sub. She's at an advanced age. She's been struggling with injuries. Uh, and then the other big name everybody probably knows is Julie Ertz, who was a question to even make the World Cup team. And, and uh, Vlatko and, uh, and Donovsky decided to bring her uh, and as kind of like a veteran experience thing. But I don't know that she'll start and play that much either. So she's kind of uh, the end of this last generation of players. There are a lot of holdovers from 2019. The players like a Rose Lavelle that kind of broke onto the scene in that World Cup, but they're they're kind of starting to turn over into the next generation. That's the one thing that I think makes them vulnerable. The other thing is that the rest of the world has kind of caught up. Uh, if it weren't for such a favorable draw, I don't know that England wouldn't be the favorite. So the way that the path breaks out in this World Cup, England and Germany, uh, two of the top four betting favorites, could play as early as the quarterfinals. And they could be in the same section of the draw with either Australia, Canada, and Brazil. So that little section of the draw could eliminate a lot of the top contenders playing each other. Whereas if the United States wins its group, it is going to be a heavy, heavy favorite to make the semis before they get really tested. So I think that the, the fact that the draw has broken for the United States is why you're seeing the betting market where it is. But I think you can make a strong case that there really isn't much of a gap between the current U.S. team and your next tier, which is England. I think France is in that tier. I think Germany's in that tier. Uh, and maybe even uh, a Spain, depending on what their situation is, given the off-the-field issues they've had. Yeah, I remember four years ago, the United States playing, a, and I referenced this earlier in the show, like a couple epic games prior to the final, like taking down France in the quarters 2-1, beating England 2-1 in the semis before blanking Netherlands in the final 2-0. Um, so the United States is the favorite at our show sponsor, BetMGM, Anthony, at plus 225, England plus 450, Spain plus 500, Germany at 8, Australia 9. France at 11, and then we get to Sweden at 20. So if people wanted to get away and did not want to be patriotic and support their country, wanted to bet elsewhere on another country to win the Women's World Cup, uh, where would you advise them laying down uh, their hard-earned money here on the Women's World Cup to win? Yeah, I'm, I'm very un-American uh, in the sense that back in that semifinal, I actually had England, and I think England was the better team. The underlying numbers would show that they were, and they should have won that match. Still upset uh, from a betting perspective about that one. But uh, I think that... Right now, my favorite long shot bet, France, 11 to 1. Uh, the way the path breaks for them, 
they would be in the section away from England and Germany as well. So they wouldn't see one of those powerhouses until the semifinals. Assuming they win their group, they could get Australia or Canada in the quarters, but they would have a very favorable path where they'd be the better team up until the semis, where then you'd probably have a couple of coin flip games. I do like their group. Uh, there's not a ton of threats for them uh, in terms of advancing. Brazil will be tricky, but I think Brazil is a little bit overvalued here. So France comes into this tournament. The story of France is that they had a manager, Corinne Diac, uh, and she was pretty much disliked by the majority of the French players to the point where they wrote a letter to get her removed from her job. And the French Federation did choose to move off of her in uh, earlier this year. And they brought in Hervé Renard, who most people don't know unless you're like an avid soccer fan. But he was actually the manager of the Saudi Arabia men's national team at the last World Cup which pulled off the historic upset of Argentina, which played way above their talent level. They showed real flexibility tactically. And it's not just Saudi Arabia. He was the manager of Morocco in 2018 when they made it to the World Cup for the first time on the men's side. He's won the uh, AFCON, African Cup of Nations, with Zambia and Ivory Coast in the past. He has a strong managerial track record, somebody I'm a huge fan of. And the early results have been very impressive. They, they beat Canada. They rolled Colombia, uh, handled some pretty impressive victories, and have really come together as a team. And he's brought in Eugenie Le Sommer, who came into the last couple World Cups as one of the best players in the world. She's 34 now, definitely past peak, but still excellent. Uh, her back in the team, she did not get along with Corinne Diac. Uh, her coming back into the team raises the ceiling of this French team to the point where I think they should be priced right up there with the Spains and Germanys of the world. And I'm a little surprised to see them down there uh, 11 to 1. So uh, you can find as high as 13 out there. I like the French uh, and they're going to be my team. Allez les bleus. If you haven't seen the ad yet that Orange ran, the phone company in France, uh, it's been viral on Twitter the last couple of days. It's really cool. They, they do like some cool uh, uh, CGI stuff. Uh, some good stuff there on France. Obviously, you know, one of the favorites, but not the favorite. United States is the favorite, but maybe France, Anthony Italian. It's like some really, man, some of the background information on that is I feel like I just read a book about like the history of French soccer for the last year. That was really, really good stuff. Uh, Italians check out a viral telephone company ad, even in France. So the men's World Cup, Anthony, I know the way it usually works is like, all right, if you're realistically going to bet the winner, it's like one of the first five or six countries listed. Even, even France, like, which is kind of like, quote unquote, a long shot. It's still not that long of a price, but there are some other markets you can bet like to make the quarterfinals or to win a group or to advance. And this is where, you know, like some of the African countries in the last few men's world cups, you've been able to find some pretty big prices, Russia, you know, or something when they hosted those kind of things. Are there, are there any countries that fit that description? I know you had a couple long shots that you like, maybe they, they won't win the tournament, but maybe you could make kind of a deep run. I think Sweden's getting overlooked. Like this is a Swedish team that was in the European semifinal last year. Uh, they lost to England at Wembley. So a tough, Tough spot for them. Uh, this is a team that was in the world, the the uh, the finals of the Olympics. This is a team that went to the semis at the last World Cup. So like they've been deep in a lot of international tournaments. They have won more games than any other team in the history of women's soccer without winning the World Cup. So that's how close they've been time and time again. And I almost think they're getting overlooked here because they don't really have anything exciting going on. There's been a lot of off the field stuff going on with France and with Spain leading into this World Cup. Of course, the U.S. getting a lot of attention. England is the hot team right now because they've won uh, they, they have won loss in 31 matches under their new manager. They won the Euros last summer, but England's got a lot of injuries. They lost their best striker. They lost their best defender. So England's got some problems. I think Sweden, the way the draw breaks for them, if they win the group, they're going to probably play the Dutch in the round of 16. Uh, I think they have a real shot to uh, beat them. They'll be favored in that match and then could play Spain. So you can find Sweden... 
uh, plus 250 to make the semis out there, and even a 20 to 1 long shot. Like they've been the team that's always been knocking on the door, but has never been able to break the door down. Uh, they have uh, Rolfo, the, the star winger from Barcelona, who's the best club women's team in the world. She had a dynamic season. Uh, so they're going to be fully loaded and just as talented as these top teams. Like I said, I really don't think there's a huge gap at the top. Once you get into a tournament knockout stage setting, uh, there there really are tiny, tiny margins and a lot of variance that decides these kind of events when it's you know 1-1 one, one, or going to penalties and whatnot. So I think Sweden's got a decent path. And if you're looking in terms of like the group stage, uh, I wouldn't count out Portugal at 8-1 to one to advance uh, from the United States' group. I'm a little bit down on the Dutch. They lost Viv Miedema, who was their star striker. She scored twice against the U.S. in the Olympics two years ago. She tore ACL. She's a star for Arsenal. She's out, and I think their defense is a little bit vulnerable. They don't have the firepower like they usually do. So the Dutch could be weak. Maybe Portugal, first time in the World Cup, 8-1 to one, uh, to advance. A decent long shot. Uh, they have a lot of continuity within their team. The question is, do they have enough talent? Uh, it's debatable. But at 8-1, to one, that's, a, that's a worthy shot. Uh, to potentially advance out of this group. It is going to be a pretty chalky group stage. Ultimately, though, all the new teams coming in, there's eight new uh, teams added to the tournament, eight teams making their debuts. There's a few like Vietnam, you know, Panama, Haiti, kind of just happy to be here teams uh, that, that really kind of make it hard to find these uber, uber long shots. Morocco, the women's team, uh, they brought in a manager with a lot of pedigree, uh, somebody who coached the best women's team in the world for multiple years. But again, I'm not quite sure the talent's there, but if you wanted to take a flyer, you can find as high as 50 to 1 on them to qualify. They're probably like the the, the best Hail Mary uh, on the board. Anthony, we've only got like 15 seconds left here, so just really quick on the answer, please. But one or two Golden Boot, where Alex Morgan and Sophia Smith, two Americans, are the favorites, plus 500 and plus 550, respectively. Um, any bets for you on Golden Boot to lead the tournament in goals here in like 10 to 15 seconds? Yeah, Sam Kerr, best striker in the world, uh, 12 to 1 to win uh, some books. Australian, awesome. And then 14 to 1, Alexandra Pop, the Germans. They have a very favorable draw to score a lot of goals. Anthony did a great job here. He killed it. I thought it was awesome. This was really, Anthony really Dibundo good. Of, of the Action <laughs> yeah, Network on Twitter and, and Anthony Dibundo. I thought he was awesome. Like tons of information. Anthony did a great job. We sincerely appreciate it, my friend. Everyone give him a follow on Twitter at Anthony Dibundo. Check out his work over at the Action Network. Anthony, good luck with the bets coming up at the Women's World Cup. And we'll talk, we will definitely do this again, talking soccer here on the show. All right, our friend Anthony DeMundo here with us on You Better You Bet. That got me pretty jazzed about the Women's World Cup. I'm pretty excited for that now. That's pretty good. They wrote a letter to get the coach removed, the French team. And then they did it. I've never even heard of anything like that. I love that the Saudi Arabian men's manager is now, is now the manager of the French women's team. It's pretty awesome. Uh, Power Hour, final hour coming up next, featuring all our bets for tonight. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.